You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Welcome to the Long Two, a fake teams fantasy basketball podcast my name is natty his name is brandon brandon how's it going it's going well how are you i'm all right man i was watching pistons kings and um what a game boy howdy yeah so i'm in a great mood they beat us by i think ninety-seven thousand points um so i was better before the game started how how are you doing? We're recording this a day late, by the way. Sorry, everybody. Life gets in the way sometimes. Um, it is Monday evening, and you know, I don't even think the Pistons did they score nine points. Uh, I mean, the Pistons right now, you know, no, they scored a hundred. Whatever. For for as bad as they've been, they're not in last place. That's true. That's the Houston Rockets, a team we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Uh, Brandon, do you have any thoughts about the past week of the NBA? Anything on your mind? Anything you wanted to mention before we dive in? Um, you know, I think that uh, it's been it's been an interesting week. Um, the scoring has been really inconsistent. But um, I had a chance to, you know, watch some Western Conference games. And, you know, I'm an old guy, so I don't always catch those 1030 Eastern Western games. But uh, I did a little bit this week. And, um, you know, I think I'll just say this. Look, I like this Warriors team a lot. And um, I think that they have just as good a shot as anybody. But when you look at who they've played, their yeah. schedule hasn't been that impressive. So I think, you know, let's just relax a little bit on crowning the Warriors when we haven't seen Clay Thompson on a basketball court yet. Uh, so that's that's my only thought. But, I, you know, I'm from the Bay Area. I have a lot of Warriors fans, friends. So You're from the Sorry, Bay Area. Sorry, guys. Sorry. In New York City. And the Dubs play the Nets on Tuesday night, I believe. And I think it's going to be the first time – KD has played against the Warriors in Brooklyn since he left, I think. Oh, that's because cool. He was injured and missed a year. And but uh there's no Kyrie, obviously. Anyway, everyone should and watch. La- that. And last year every all the teams played only played in their, their region, right? And maybe he didn't play. I don't know. Uh but like it is that's going to be a game. I mean, that could be a finals preview. Yeah, the war, the dubs look incredible. And, you know, like odds are they'll make a trade and get even better. Um, pff, fuck them, though. The Pistons are going to win it all. Uh, speaking of the Pistons, my thought of the week is that Marvin Bagley the third, who was the number two overall pick in a draft, by the way, uh, played his second game of the season tonight when the Kings played the Pistons, the game I was just talking about. 
he did not look good. Uh, I I really don't like the Kings, um, but you know Bagley is a guy room. who does. Yeah, uh, but whatever. This is we we don't have to shit on them. There, I like a bunch of their players like individually. I just really don't think that the team knows what they want to do, so it's sort of confused. Um, like why is Buddy Heald coming off the bench? You might as well trade him and do something better. Whatever. Um. Marvin Bagley, this is his fourth season. He's only played in like 115 games or something like that. He's been injured. He's had bad luck. And now the Kings don't want to play him. Uh, And there have been rumors about him getting traded to the Pistons, which I'm totally fine with. He, you know, he's 22 years old. He's 6'10". He averaged 14 and 7 in his two seasons where he actually played, Um, you know, the Pistons and the Rockets and I guess not the magic. They have enough front court, but like the bad teams should take a flyer on a guy like that. If he's available and is not too expensive in a trade, but he just yeah, didn't I agree. Like I thought that he still looked like a rookie, especially on defense. Just didn't really seem like he knew where to be. And again, he hasn't played that much, but like he made, I don't know. He just made some mistakes that I didn't think that a fourth year player would but it's really he just he's not that he's not that great natty i mean he's he you know he has a lot of talent um but his playing style is not exactly what you're looking for in a big man in today's nba he's not obviously don't like each other and like he hasn't can score at all he can score but you know Beyond that, he's not really a consistent rebounder. You know, he's he doesn't really fit in as a as a true four or five defensively. He's not really athletic enough to play the three. You know, at least not. So it's just, I don't know. I I feel for him. I agree, and I like his talent. I do think in the right situation, but I think he kind of. I think if he had come around like six or seven years ago, things would have been a lot better for him. His, his style let's say his his ceiling is 14 and 7 you know in like 25 minutes and he just comes off the bench that's not diarrhea you know like that's a and he's 22 and he doesn't he hasn't played that many games he can theoretically get better on defense especially with like a good team that can show him how mm-hmm. i like i wonder if he might end up having like a pretty solid career as a guy who like sometimes starts, but mainly comes off the bench. But anyway, like he didn't impress me tonight, but the Pistons should still trade for him if it's not that expensive. Okay. Let's talk about last week's challenge game. Last week's challenge game was the trailblazers at the Houston Rockets on Friday, November 12th. Portland ended up winning the game 104 to 92. That was the first road win of the season for the Blazers, by the way. If they had wow. lost that game, that would have been fucking terrible. Um Didn't Dame went Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Dame went 26 and 7, 4 for 9 from 3. Oh, he's injured. Um Nurkic went 10 for 10 from the line, by the way. That's amazing. Good on his free throws. He ended up 12 and 9 with 
uh, three steals, which was nice. Portland shot 30% from three. Nas Little, though, had himself a game. He went 13, 14, and two off the bench, six for 10 from the field. He also fucking posterized Sangoon on a dunk, I think, in the third quarter. It was amazing. Yeah, he was uh, good. Like, and I love Sangoon. I didn't want to, but that, that was awesome. The Blazers uh, are now six and seven. They're in the eighth seed. The Rockets are one and 11. They're the worst, which one and 11 is the worst record in the NBA. And it's also the worst start in Houston Rockets team history, <laughs> which I thought was funny. It's, uh, it's pretty alarming when you see it on the screen. I mean, one win at this point in the season is. Dude, this brutal. game. So like we, uh, watched or at least you know like you saw highlights and shit like you followed along it was jalen green's like basically the worst game he's ever played i mean ever like he's a rookie but like he he was bad he was three for nine from the field he ended up nine six and two with six turnovers but like that's his that was his shittiest game ever yeah well i mean the, the thing the thing that i that stands out to me and this is not the first time i've seen green i've probably watched three of his games now um he just he's he seems like a uh like a young horse that's just like running around like crazy and like you can just tell like that he's so gifted athletically but um he just doesn't know what he's doing out there at all right now. And the game is just going too fast for him and he's trying to go too fast. And that, to me, that's, he's, he's looked really bad, but to me, it's really encouraging because it's like, you know, that at some point things will slow down for him. And then when it does, it's like this guy, this guy can probably like touch the top of the backboard. And then he can also like shoot the ball from like, six feet beyond the the three-point line so it's like when you have that combination um you know and you figured it out at every level I mean he was in one of the guys in the on the G League Ignite last year and uh you know he he was pretty nasty then Uh, he's pretty nasty in high school and I think he's going to be a stud but um you know Porter Jr. he seems to me, like he's starting to kind of put it together. And, you know, while everyone's waiting on green Porter jr, you know, he had 18 points, five rebounds, five assists. He's a guy that I think is kind of going to be the lead guy. You know, I guess Christian Wood is the lead guy, you know, on, on, for the most part, but he had a, he had a terrible game. Yeah. Oh, for six from three. Yeah. Um, Keep, keep shoot more Christian shoot more dude. And only had one free throw and he missed it. Yeah, yeah, like, but he did in his not. defense. In his defense, he had 15 rebounds. Um, and like Portland was hacking him, and they like three or four times it should have been fouls. But it, so yeah. this, so this game was interesting too because you know even though both teams shot shot the ball terribly, um, both yeah. shot about 40 percent from the field, and and um, like you said, the Houston Blazers shot 30 percent. But they were yeah, twenty two percent. Yeah, it was bad. Like, that's but rough. but they both shot. They both got to the line, and uh, you know there were thir- thirty one free throws for the Blazers and twenty seven for the Rockets. And right now, NBA teams are averaging about twenty. 
So, <clears throat> you know, that's plus plus 11 and plus seven free sure. throws. So they did get to the line. The difference here was, you know, just a veteran team. The Blazers hit 80% of their free throws and the uh, Rockets at 63%, right? So that was, that was for them. That was a big part of the difference here. Um, but fantasy wise on the Rockets, I still think there's, you know, couple good options. You know, Christian Wood to me is, is a really good option if you're looking for points and rebounds. He he's going to give you some blocks every now and again, but um his his percentages won't be great, but he will give you volume on on points and, and rebounds. And then Porter Jr., like I said, I think he's gonna be kind of the 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 one A, one B guy here. Uh Senjin had a rough one. Um he had a rough game. He did shoot the ball okay, but he just he just seems lost on the defensive end, and uh, he's not really adding a lot of value. And you know, seems like right now t- teams are going to pick on him. So um, I like those guys. Uh, you know, on the other side, you know, I'll let you talk about them. But uh, Nurkic, you know, that's my guy. So I'll just yeah I'll just pass the mic. But that was like a grown man versus a nineteen year old. You know. Like that, Mm -hmm. like you could see, I sort of felt like that for the whole game. Like this is because Houston actually had a good first quarter and they were just out there running and jumping and it was all energy and effort. And then Portland, like slowly, patiently, professionally came back and like CJ McCollum didn't look great. You know, Dame's been injured. Nurk did his job. Like, my goodness. And Nas Little had an incredible game. Um, I'm with you. I just sort of feel like this was not old vets, but like solid vets versus mm-hmm. a baby horse or baby giraffe. You know, everyone's super gangly and doesn't really know how to fucking move around. And like, you were so right on with Jalen Green. Like sometimes the game was too fast and sometimes he was too fast. Like the dials were never in unison, you know, it's yeah, like six turnovers. Right. But like, he's, 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 you can tell that he's trying like the, I mean, the team does seem like it's trying, which is helps to Silas, the coach. Um, yeah. Green just has to let the game kind of come to him a little bit more. And once right, he figures out, out how to do that, like a fucking six year old with one of those, you know, after one of those candy straw things with the powder, yeah. it's like, it might as well be cocaine for children. Like he, he's gangbusters. Yeah. And like, I do like to see that. It's awesome. I've like, no one really doubted his scoring prowess, I think. And it's just like you said, it's going to take, I mean, he's six minutes old. Like it's going to take also, they also have to, they also, you know, one thing I will say for him is he didn't jack up a ton of threes in this game. I kind of wish he would have taken a couple more threes, but when I've seen him play, you know, I will say that he settles for like tough shots and he just takes a lot of like really tough shots. And that's something that, you know, like, as you, you know, as you stick around in the NBA, you figure out, okay, how do I get an easier shot? So I am, I am, I'm very encouraged. Um, but in the near term, I think he's, he's going to, he's going to kind of, um, maybe have, you know, a lot of these nights, but you know, with that said, with these guys, it can, it can change quickly, right? Like he could kind of stink it up for a week or two and then something clicks and boom, he's off to the races. Right. So like, you never know. Cause it's the same thing with Anthony Edwards last year. You know, he, he didn't look great coming out the gates. And then at some point, 
he's just like, oh, wait, I can jump higher than everyone else. And I'm faster than you. Right. You just run. You just run. Yeah. So, and like um, the Oak, the OKC, the, the Houston Rockets are so bad that they're going to be on the receiving end of blowouts a lot throughout this season. And that's going to result in dudes trying to not be hero, but like trying to fucking do something, you know, no one wants 50 points. So I do think that there will be times throughout the season where like, I mean, Christian Wood, I think took the most shots for Houston and you're like, dude, like you're the only guy that they're really defending. (laughs) Like you should he's a little upset i think because the team is maybe focused on the youth on the other hand that's what you signed up for but whatever i have no hate for christian wood go pistons um well he didn't really he signed tough. up to play he signed up to play with james harden uh, t- dude like if he didn't know that harden was on his way out then he was the only one who didn't know that in the whole world uh but uh, when and- he signed i don't know i don't remember i, I i'd have to kind of go back and look at that but when he but when he signed it was Harden had already made ago. or two off seasons yeah. ago right he hasn't been in houston for he hasn't played two full seasons in houston has he whatever no. it doesn't matter um no what doesn't. i wanted to say is that like we've mentioned this a few times on the pod it's really hard for young guards when they don't have a good center who knows what they're doing, like a solid veteran defensive center. And it's really hard for young centers when they don't have veteran point guards to help them. Um, Yeah. And like Houston doesn't really have any, (laughs) you know, it's just young dudes everywhere (laughs) except for Seawood who's like 26 or 27. Um, So I think this is like you said, going to be an up and down year and some nights their athleticism and energy might help them win. But it's like, I mean, they could be an eight-win team. Sure, why not? Yeah. Why not? Anything else on either of those teams? No, I'm good. Yeah, it sucks that Dame is hurt. Like, it's an abdominal thing. Like, they should just rest him for a week. But that's tough to do. Okay. Our team focus this week is going to be on another super young team, one that has had recent success. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they're uh, yeah, they won four in a row. Like they don't look as trash as some of the other teams. Um, Brandon, give us your thoughts on this young Thunder squad. Uh so you know, they're they're kind of they kind of have one, you know, good, really good player. Lou Dort. And then they have um and then they have Lou Dort. Uh, no, they have, you know, they have so <laughs> So Gilgis Alexander is, he looks the part of, you know, kind of being in that next crop of guys that, you know, could be, you know, a perennial all-star caliber yeah. guy. Like, I mean, he's kind of in that range of looking, you know, a 25, five and five kind of guy. If he, you know, if he scores, you know, kind of the way he's done so far this year, maybe he has a slight uptick um, efficiency wise, He's really efficient, um, you know, for, for his age. Um, you know, I, I think that he'll continue to develop his jump shot. And um, he's going to be a guy that I would expect to get get better throughout the season. Um, 
after that, though, you know, I think I think you kind of know about Gilgis Alexander, um, and you know, maybe Natty, you'll touch on him a little more. But uh, after that, you know, from a fantasy perspective, I think there's only a couple guys that you're really interested in here. You know, obviously Giddy, uh, he has a lot of upside. Yeah, really gifted, really gifted passer. I mean, like really gifted passer um, with you know a lot of size. His efficiency is is you know not looking great right now, and uh, that's my biggest concern with Giddy um, because you know even last year in Australia he wasn't like a great free throw shooter. I think he shot in the high sixties percent, and you know granted he's a young kid playing pro ball, um, but you know I think that's going to be the the one thing that holds him back. But it seems like he can kind of do a little bit of everything else really well. And, you know, if his jump shot can just become like average, you know, if he's a guy that can get you like seven or eight assists and seven or eight rebounds and get you 10 points, you know, I like him a lot. Um, And then Dort, you know, defensive specialist who seems to be able to knock down a three a little bit. I think he shot, I think he's shooting like 34%. Yeah. Last year, maybe. Um, And, uh, you know, he's, he, and he was, he's, he's a guy that, you know, he's still only 22 years old. So, you know, he's a, looks like he could be kind of like in that three and D maybe even more of like a guardish, you know, I wouldn't call him a guard, but a guy who could, who could play guard in a, in a pinch, you know, but he's more of a wing. Um, so I don't know. There's a, I know there's your, your guy you're going to talk about, I'm not going to mention him. I'm going to let you you talk about the deep sleepers on this team. Uh, but those are really the only guys I'm interested in. Baisley, maybe a little bit, and then Robinson Earl's playing a little bit. But I don't know. If you're interested, you can talk about them. Well, that was really my main question when I took a closer look at this team and, you know, watched the recent games. Um for a team that blew it up and is in a rebuild, do they really have that much talent? They've got a lot like of it's draft picks. And Giddy, right? And then like I mean, mm-hmm. I love Lou Dort. Like that's he's he's not a he's not a dude. Like they they don't even I like have Dort. I do like Dort, moon, but you know? I agree. Yeah. Like it's well, well it's if basically they have Baisley, but Baisley can't shoot either, um, and he doesn't look like he's going to be become a great shooter. Um, so, you know, I, I don't – I agree. I don't think there's really a ton of talent here. I think beyond SGA, even Giddy, I mean, yeah, we like him a lot, but I don't know that he's going to be a guy. Right. Um, so, you know, I could see in three years or even in two years, you know, it you know this could be a blank slate. They might trade SG decide because they keep flirting with trading him, and you know so. Like if Giddy isn't averaging over ten points in his third season, I think that's sort of a catastrophe. Because even though a dude that can get you like seven and seven, you know rebounds and assists, like that's totally useful. I mean, you the OKC Thunder have had sort of bad luck in Mm -hmm. the lottery but on the other hand like you you keep going to the lottery on purpose so Mm -hmm. at a certain point you can't just be the churn you have to try to your team again 
Um, I, so how, 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 what's your projection on Giddy? I mean, at this point, do you see him, you think he's going to be good? Well, here's the thing. Only 17 players average six boards and five dimes, at least six boards and at least five dimes. And Giddy's one of them. And he's the youngest one at 19 years old. So I think if that's your floor and he's averaging nine points so far, you know, whatever the first 10 games, if that's the floor, then I think I don't really care what the ceiling is because even if you get just a little bit better, you're averaging over 10 points and, you know, like maybe seven and six, Yeah, you know, like after. Yeah, a sophomore, and, and I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big believer. I'm a that big believer. But like in, everyone can get better. I'm a big believer in passing though. Just that, you know, there's not a ton of guys that are, that are really, really good passers. There's got guys become, better passers as they kind of develop their overall basketball acumen and feel for the game as they, you know, continue to play. But certain guys are just like gifted passers and uh, they tend to stick around. Like even look at Rubio, a guy who couldn't shoot at all for a long time. And like, he's still playing real minutes right now. And uh, you know, so yeah, Dude, I agree. I, I I definitely like Giddy as a as a guy I'm holding on to long term. Uh, I want to see what he becomes. You know, I don't expect him to become like a superstar, but I think he could become a really good player. Let me let me tell you this. Josh Giddyup, who's 19 years old and is on that list that I just said, he's 45% rostered. He's number 123 on the player rate. He's a top 125 player even though he's scoring less than 10 points a game. That's the sort of dude that you'd like to invest in when they're 19 years old. Yeah. Cause just imagine what his fantasy value will be when he's scoring 12 points a game, which I don't think is like out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. It could be, that could be like the end of this season. He could be scoring 12. I I sort of feel like he's going to end up as a top 100 player, no matter what really. Because, like, they're just going to let him play. It's not like they're going to bench him. So he'll get a bunch of boards and dimes. His court it's, hard to find, it's hard to find assists. If you don't have, if you don't have yeah. like, one of yeah. those real good point guards, <clears throat> you know, and, you know, a lot of people banked on LeBron, you know, getting them dimes, and, you know, who knows how much he'll play this year. So um, it's hard to find dimes, and so he's going to have value. So, but, uh, and yeah. over a steal a game so far you know not for yeah. nothing um anyway the thunder are five and seven but they're the 10th seed in the west so right now they're actually a play-in team so that sort of tells you that they're exceeding expectations even though they have the fifth worst point differential in the entire nba uh they're terrible they're just an awful shooting team but we already knew that yeah. Um, SGA is a top 50 player. He's number 50 on the player Raider. Lou Dort, who we mentioned is top 125, as is Josh Giddy. Baisley is top 200. Baisley's the sort of dude that like, I mean, he's 15% rostered. You're totally fine streaming him because yeah, exactly. getting like 11 plus points per game, six plus boards, a dime, three pointer made. But you know, you don't need to have him on your roster. But I, I do sort of like him as a real-life player. I sort of feel like he could develop into a real glue guy, sort of, you know, pro's pro. 
you know, like have a 15 year career. Um, I don't disagree with that. The other thing I wanted to mention is that their coach, Mark Dagnalt, is 36 years old. He is the youngest coach in the NBA. He was Billy Donovan's assistant coach at Florida, and then he bounced around, and then he became his assistant at the Thunder, and then Donovan left for the Bulls two seasons ago, and Dagnall was to the head coach last season. So this is his second year. Uh, I don't know a goddamn fucking thing about this dude, other than that <laughs> yeah. Billy Donovan likes it, and that he's probably a fucking cheap coach. Um, yeah. I do sort of worry that maybe it's another Brett Brown situation where it's like, you're going to lose for five years and we're not going to fire you. We're going to give you your money, even though we know it hurts your win loss record. Where but, is Brett Brown? He's on someone's staff. I'm sure like he's coaching, you know, the Tahitian Olympic team. Like he's, he got paid. <laughs> yeah. Like he, yeah. he's probably pretty good life. Um, But it's like this, the odds that this 36 year old is going to turn into, you know, like one of the better coaches in the NBA, I think is low. I think the no, he of- could, he so could, I don't he'll really be fired he, within three years. And that doesn't but, mean that he did a bad job, but it's also like, can you develop? Like if, if the win loss record, I care less about, it's like, are players getting better under you? Do they know where to go on defense? Do they know what, you know, where the passing lanes are and how to switch? Um, do they know basic plays? And I do sort of feel like Lou Dort is like turning into a real professional basketball player. So I don't know with the coach, but I just wanted to mention that like, that's an unknown. I love Lou Dort. If Lou Dort's available on your wire, pick him up. He's great. He had a hell of a game the other night. Not a bad shooter. Oh, sorry. One last thing. Uh, You know, I like drives. Okay. Of all the players, who take at least nine drives per game in the NBA this year. Lou Dort has the eighth best field goal percentage on drives. <laughs> He's a super finisher, which is awesome. Uh, SGA drives 23 plus times per game, which is a lot. Mm. Uh, yeah, he finishes like basically it. at the same rate as Trey Young, but it's like, that's what SGA, like what else are you supposed to do? You yeah. Know, it's like, his game, right? Yeah. Like six, you're six guard. You're sort of there to do that. Um, so there's only four other dudes that really do it that much. It's Brogdon, Ja Morant, Trey Young, and SGA. Um, SGA is averaging over 20-plus points per game, five-plus boards, four-plus times, two-plus three-pointers made. The list of other dudes doing that supports your point that SGA is getting real because it's Durant, Steph Curry, Paul George, Luka, LeBron, Brandon Ingram, Devin Booker, and Julius Randle. That's a good list to be on. So obviously everyone owns SGA, but uh, he's, I mean, he's what, 22? Like think about what he could be. Yeah, 23. Yeah, think about what he could be in two more years. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's the Thunder right now in the early season. They're thinner than I thought. I think that's what my main takeaway was. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not great. Okay, we are going to move on to player ads for this coming week. Like we said, we're a day behind, but we're still st- sticking with our picks from Sunday. Uh, how do you want to start this? Do you want to start with studs and duds? Do you want to start uh, with 
yeah, volume. Yeah, we could. What do you I, want to do? I, I'll do. I'll do my stud and dud pick. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's tell the people how we did uh, with our last studs and duds. Um, we both ended up one and one, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so where is that? Okay, here we go. Brandon Stud was Shake Milton. That didn't go too well. He uh, pretty much broke even. Sure, but that's not yeah. Studley. Um, my <laughs> stud was Joe Harris, who had one game where he scored 24 points, and the rest were blah. So he doesn't win. Uh, Brandon Stud, or sorry, his dud was Chris Boucher or Boucher. I'm not really sure how that goes. Um, who is fucking 58% rostered while only yeah. averaging five points per game somehow. He was mediocre and he left early in uh, the final game of the week and he may miss time, but he, yeah, he sucked. It was not impressive at all. Uh, I liked him a lot last year, but it doesn't really seem like he has a place on this team, on the Raptors this year. And my dud was Montrez Harrell, a player who's like totally doing well in real life, but he only played two games this past week. And even though he basically equaled his line, he got far less volume uh, and had a worse player rater for the week than his season average. So I technically win that one. Um, so we're both one and one. We can't choose studs. We can choose duds. Brandon, yeah. who is your stud for the upcoming week? Um, okay. So my stud is, and I, I think you'll like this one. He's a guy that goes by the name of Cade Cunningham. Oh, yes. He's 77%. He just had on. one of his best fucking games tonight. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so Cade Cunningham, um, if you've you might have heard of him, uh, he mm-hmm. he wasn't in the NBA last year. He's new to this, but um, turns out he's pretty good, and he does quite a few things on the basketball court, and he does quite a few different things well. And so he, looks, um, he just looks so cool. Now he is his shooting has been historically bad i think he had the (laughs) worst three game start for a number one pick in nba history um Mm -hmm. but that means that he can only get better from here so i'm pretty excited about Cade. i think that i you know i actually caught a little bit of pistons action on uh you know nba tonight or whatever and uh (laughs) <laughs> I think that I think that you guys have some young pieces. Like I like it, you know, Cade and you know Hayes. Hayes to me just seems like he has to learn how to do, knock down a shot, and then he can he can you know have a role in this. But I think you know Cade. It's Cade. It's going to be Cade's show, and uh, you know Grant Cade. That could be a really nice one too. And you got a lot of nice pieces with Bay and and those other guys. But Cade's my guy. Yeah. Went for 25, 8, and 8 tonight. No big deal. No big deal. Um, yeah. yeah. Cade's fucking fantastic. Um, and, you know, like with any rookie, you're going to have up and down games, but he's definitely – Arrow is 
pointing up. Um, what what's his roster percentage? Seventy seven right now. So okay, cool. um, let's get that up to ninety, everybody. Not extremely low, but I think at one point, you know, I may have changed, but um, I believe as of just a few days ago, Jalen Suggs was rostered in more leagues. Okay, Suggs is now down to 65, so that makes more sense, but he's also injured. So, yeah, with Cade, like, what you're hoping for is that he's a good player on a bad team. Um, And the Pistons do have a lot of talent, it's just that they're not a good team yet. Uh, Kelly Olenek is injured, which sort of sucks. But, like, Cade's running the show. Uh, you could definitely see that tonight. And I love him and Kill on the defensive end, but I'm worried that Killian Hayes is going to turn into another Frankie Smokes, Frank Nilakina, yeah. who, like, just it smells cannot. that way a little bit. Which, I, but, you know, Nilakina's still in the league. He plays for Dallas, I think. Like, Yeah, you know, he does. You when you and, can defend well, you, you you can stay in the NBA. That's but if he could just become you know an average shooter, right? Instead of going zero for five and zero for three from three, yeah, that I agree. Thanks, but it might take a while. But yeah, like encourage. But Cade Cunningham was my stud. Who's your stud? My stud. We've mentioned him already, Mr. Lugens Dort. Yes, of the nice. Oklahoma City Thunder, who is 12% rostered against your 77%. I'm swinging big this week. I like uh, it. He's top 125 on the player Raiders so far this season. The OKC Thunder have four games this season, this week. So I like his volume also. They play at home versus Miami. Then they play at home versus the Rockets. So we get Lou Dort versus Jay Sean Tate, which is an awesome matchup. Two dudes that play with, you know, energy and effort and don't have as much talent as the rest of the people on their team. Then uh, OKC ends with Milwaukee and Boston. Um, So those are, you know, three of three of those are rough games, but Lou Dort will be out there for all of the minutes because he's the best defender on the team. And he's averaging 15, four and one with one and a half, three pointers made at 12% rostered, basically free with four games for the week. I'll take that as a streamer. He's my stud. Okay. Not bad. Who's your dud, bud. All right. So my dud, um, you know, and this is not a guy that I necessarily, you know, I'm saying anything negative about as a basketball player. I think he's still a superstar Aren't you? basketball Aren't player. Aren't you insulting him a little bit if you're uh, doing it? Like he's a dud. But, but Draymond way. Green, Draymond Green, uh, <laughs> from a fantasy perspective, um, right now Draymond Green is shooting 39% from three. 54% from the field. Uh, just to put that in perspective, the last over the last three seasons, uh, Draymond Green has averaged 42% from the field. So he's, you know, 11, almost 12% higher from the field right now. And he's averaged 28% from three. So that's 10% higher from three. Um, totally. But how many shots, <clears throat> how many point attempts is he averaging this year versus the past couple of years? His three his three point attempts are down. <clears throat> his three point attempts are down. I think that's why. 
But, but with that said, um, you know, they're only going to get more guys back healthy. And, uh, you know, I don't think that that diminishes his role in real life at all. But I do think that from a fantasy perspective, I won't be shocked if we see his rebounding and his points cut into even a little bit more. And as he kind of starts to shoot more, you know, closer towards his his career averages, <coughs> excuse me, um, I expect a uh, little regression there. God just gave you pause right there because fuck you. Don't ever doubt Dre, even though go blue and fuck state. Um, yeah, he's just Brandon's just chugging out of a big goddamn thing of water. Yeah, um, sorry, I choked there for a second. Because uh, sorry, Dre. you're wrong. How dare sorry, you? Dre. How dare you question Draymond Green? I I don't question him as a ball player, but ninety five percent owned. I don't I don't think that you know next week he'll you know be putting up ninety five percent production. I agree with you completely that I think his points. Well, maybe his points per game will end up being like static by the end of the year, but um. That counting stat, and I don't know about boards, but like he's he's taking less threes, and it seems like it's on purpose. Well, Wiseman's think, coming back at some point. Clay's coming true. back. That's you true. Know, it, it, it's. I mean, I just don't team. see. I don't see how he how he becomes. You know how he maintains this level or becomes any better. So I just kind of think that he's kind of. Pe- I think you, you know it's it, it it's. It's like Iguodala's been the last three, four years where you know he's a really good basketball player and you want him on the court, but from a fantasy perspective, you know, he's going to make a lot of plays that don't show up in the stat sheet. Fact. Uh, I would argue that um, he might be trading volume for efficiency, and if he can keep up his field goal percentage, that might actually end up helping with his fantasy value. Not that he's thinking about that, obviously. Natty, he's never um, had he's never he's only had one season where he shot above forty five percent in his career, and he's shooting fifty four percent this year. Right, because he changed his diet of shots. I mean, it maybe I, I don't doubt. Never, yo, know, you forgot about Dre, okay? And you should never. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I do just want to point out that Draymond, like he had that one year when he shot well from three and that seems to have colored everybody's view of him. It's like, Oh yeah, that's a guy that should be able to shoot from three, even though that was a total outlier. What he is, is a guy that gets you multiple rebounds and multiple assists per game. And like we said earlier, that's still valuable. So it's not, you know, the sexiest thing in the world, but Hey, 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 that's, you know, that is not the game we're playing here, my friend. Right, you you we're think that he, here, he, right. for the yeah. coming week? Wait, who did they play? Who did the Dubs play this week? They play the Nets. He's playing every single goddamn fucking second of that game, but he might Cleveland. end up like with six rebounds, six points, and six assists. Even though Cleveland, that's actually Detroit. At yeah, Detroit. Right. So he definitely he probably won't score in that game. Oh, wait, are you Toronto. kidding? Back in Michigan? No, no, no. He's going to be the star of that game. I bet you he I'm gets joking. like 15 points. It was a joke. Okay. Easy. All right, enough about Draymond. Who is your guy? Okay, but I like that. I mean, 
I, I think the thought process is correct. Like his step, his counting stats may go, may diminish just because they're getting people back. Uh, my dud, Derek White, who is 82% rostered. The Spurs only play two games this week. So I'm not just counting on Derek White being in a slump, even though he has been. Uh, he's also just not going to get the volume this week. He's a top 100 player so far this year. Um, he's averaging 10, three and five with over a steal per game and over a three pointer made per game. The two games this week are at the Clippers and at the Timberwolves. Um, I actually strangely want to watch the Spurs game. I, I don't really know why I think maybe they just like match up. Well, I'd also maybe like to see Cat in San Antonio, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. But uh, Derek White is a guy who's rostered in over 80% of leagues, and he only has two games this week, and I think they're both going to be tough for him. So he is my dud. I don't think you're going to get a good ROI on this guy this week. Okay. That's return on investment, Brandon. I don't know if you know that. I, I've heard of it. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't have a real rebuttal on white. Um, never been a huge white guy, but he, yeah. you know, he, he, he gives you assists. And like I said, assists, you know, that's all it's really saying on him is assists are hard to come by. And like, I just want him to be the new two guard for pop, you know, like pop was just always so great at having, at developing guards, it. and I just want him to be Mano, you know? But, like, that's not going to uh, obviously. I don't see it. But Pop knows how to do that. I mean, shit, DeMar DeMar- DeRozan was technically a two-guard. All right, let's... Yeah, DeMar DeRozan has a lot more talent than Derek White. <sighs> I I can't argue with that. He fucking won that game the uh, last night. De- this is, this is, this is, but this is, like, older DeMar now, too. Like, DeMar, <laughs> when he was 20... One years old, he was a monster. All right, let's move on to our volume ads for the coming week. Who is playing a bunch of games that you think is worth picking up? Um, all right, so uh, I went with uh, I didn't actually do a volume ad this week, I just did 50, 20, and a five percent guy. Oh, that's cool. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I have I have two volume guys, so I'll pick up the slack on that one. And you probably have more. Right. I didn't do a fifty percent guy. Anyway, uh, for volume, Dallas has four games this week, and Denver has four games this week. Jalen Brunson, the backup point guard for the Mavericks, he's twenty six percent rostered. They play Denver at Phoenix, at Phoenix again, and then at the Clippers. Brunson is a top 100 player. He'll get a bunch of run in those games. Like him and Doncic on the court together is basically the best scoring option that the Mavericks have so far this season. Brunson has an integral role on that team. Aaron Gordon for the Denver Nuggets while Michael Porter Jr. is out not terrible like he's 30 percent rostered the nuggets play at dallas versus the sixers at home versus the bulls at home and then at phoenix and gordon's been a top 100 player too 
And, yeah. you know, Jamal Murray isn't in and MPJ isn't in. And now Will Barton might be injured. Like, I I think that Aaron Gordon's just going to get a fucking bunch of PT and a bunch of shots. Um, yeah, so like, those are my I like two both values. of these picks. I like both these picks. Brunson, again, noticing a theme here. Assists are hard to come by. He's pretty much yeah. giving you, like, you know, six assists a game, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's hard to, to find guys totally those numbers and then he's still scoring um and he's a decent shooter and um you know he's almost giving you a steal um i also they also dallas doesn't really you know as much as like i love luca it's like that team still sucks to me i'm sorry like and i don't mean sucks sucks. like yeah they just you know for for having the guy who might be the next best player in the nba that team still but that's a that's a different topic but uh, I like Brunson a lot, and um, and uh, your second pick is a guy that I was looking at because you know they gave Gordon that big extension, and he was kind of just right. focused on being the, the defensive specialist, which I thought totally. was great, and he's done a great job of it. Um, but if you remember his Magic days, I mean, he was the leading scorer on that team, so face um, of the franchise basically for like a good three yeah. years. Yeah, so he he can get some buckets, and uh, I was he's trending in the right direction. His last few games, he's been he's been putting the, the ball in the hoop, and um, you know once he feels comfortable, I mean we, they still don't really have a number two right now, um, right? So you know until until they kind of figure out you know if what's going to happen with the the MPJ, what happens first. Um, does Murray come back or does MPJ, you know, step up, uh, you know, it could be Gordon who has to kind of come in there and be that, that second score. Dude. And like specifically with Porter jr, like it's the back and it's like, you can't fuck around with that, with this guy, like his first season, he had to sit out to rehab his back back issues are notoriously awful. You know, like they take a lot of treatment. They take a lot of time to recover from. And if you do it wrong, then you're fucked up for life. Like Steve Kerr famously said that he got back surgery and he never should. Like he regrets it to this day. He should have just gotten treatment. And it's different for everybody. But that's why the Nuggets, I think, are probably going to be conservative. Because it's like, we don't want you going out there and exacerbating this injury. So you don't go out there until you're 110%. And that just what means you, more Aaron Gordon. Do you think, what do you think, you think, is he, did the hype on him go a little too far this offseason? You know, I want to answer that in two different ways, because in one way I'm like, dude, he looks amazing. Are you fucking kidding me? He's 6'10", he can shoot over everybody. He's young as hell, he can only get better, and he looks like the perfect complement to Joker. And then the other half of me is like, he's still basically a kid. Like, let's chill a little bit, you know? Like, there's... We just get so excited over new toys, you know? And then it's like, oh, well, you didn't do as well as the optimal theoretical plateau that I had for you in my brain. So now I hate your guts. So I don't know. I All I know is that if I were the GM, I would be like, Jamal... Mike, neither you're coming back until we're positive you're healthy. Because guess what? We don't need to win this year. 
we don't actually even need to try that hard. Like if neither of you came back and we maybe went into the lottery, it like wouldn't be the worst thing in the whole world. It's true. Um, yeah. I think they're a sneaky team that could sell pieces at the trade yeah. deadline. Like if Will Barton's really good, I'd sort of be like, eh, do we yeah. really and need by you? the way, Will Will Barton for the you know, another thing, yeah, you know, kind of adding to Gordon's value this week, Will Barton is uh he's he's out he's been out I that's think, right for a game or two with the back injury right. so and monty so, yeah. morris hasn't really impressed and the yeah. fucking magician compazzo hasn't like they're playing bones highland i don't know like it doesn't really yeah. but but joker has the highest per since wilt chamberlain so like they're gonna win when he plays you know and yeah. you can't just shut him down so. i like it i like it um all right, so uh, my guy, my 50% owned guy um, is a guy who's just coming back off injury, and we've, we've talked about him on the, on the pod a couple times, uh, but that's Dylan Brooks. Yes. So he's actually, actually you know, much lower than 50. He's at 31%, but he's, he's rising quickly, so he's up 15% in the last week. So if you, you, know, if you, if you won him, I would go out and get him right away. People are remembering. They're like, oh, yeah, that dude from last year, right? Yeah, so Brooks, uh, to you know, Brooks, I think, you know, as much as I, I, I lo- I'm tantalized by the upside of Jaron Jackson Jr., I think Brooks is probably going to be the second leading scorer on this team. Mm. Um, you know, he's a guy who, you know, maybe he scores – 20 a game maybe he doesn't but if he but either way I think he'll do it in a fairly efficient way um you know he's developing more as a playmaker uh he's been able to like you know get his own shot but um you know now he's starting to look like he he might be able to actually you know make plays for for his teammates as well which is always kind of just adds to your value and keeps you on the floor right so um Right now, you know, only a few games, but he's averaging 21 points, three assists, four and a half rebounds, and a steal. Um, playing 28 minutes, I wouldn't be shocked if he's playing, you know, in, in you know, a few weeks if he's playing mid-30s minutes. So, um, you know, last year he shot 34% from three. The year before that he shot 36%. The year before that, 37 So, you know, as he shot more threes, um, you know, his percentages have gone down a little bit, but, you know, I think that, you know, this is a guy who they're going to let him, they're going to give him the green light to go out there and shoot it. And with John Morant, he's, he's going to get open shots and he's probably going to get, you know, some, some easy buckets, some easy lob catches and, and things of that like from Josh. So um, 30, you know, like I said, 35% of leagues, I'd pick him up right now. Uh, wouldn't, would, you know, I think there's very few, formats where he he won't be you know have value unless you just have a loaded team in like a 10 team league um but in a 12 team league he should be rostered in every 12 team league um and probably in most 10 team leagues i love that not just because i think he's a fun player to watch and he totally is um i think memphis is probably going to want to trade him like memphis isn't going to win this year so, like, everyone who isn't Ja and 3J and their rookies, like, is basically superfluous. So, I think this is another... I don't know, lot. man. I think they I think they like him. 
I think they like him a lot. For sure. But if someone comes around and they're like, yo, this here's this, they're like, well, we don't like him that much. Yeah, go have success. Also, like he could be in a transitory six man starting role. Like I don't even think Memphis knows like what they actually want to do with their roster right now. Also, they haven't had a good past week. Uh, I don't think they won any of them. No. Um, yeah, it's been ugly, but they're a young team, and it's still so early in the season. For sure, and Dylan Brooks is a professional scorer. Like he can, you know, he's been there. He's just a smart basketball player than too, anybody though. else has been. Is he's like, not just like, like a heady guy. I mean, he's not right. just like a, a guy who scores. Like he's just a smart player too. Like you know, he came into the league a little older. He was a guy who played in college for I think three years, maybe maybe before, but. uh at Oregon, but uh, yeah, man, he's a he's a guy who I don't know. I think they I think they think he he might be like their third guy with three J, and and Ja. I mean, he's absolutely a real player. What I'm saying though is, it's like if Philly was like, "Yo, you can I have Ben you, and you love doing trades. You can't in your just head, have." Just, <laughs> but I but I also feel like uh, Dylan Brooks his role is going to be solid no matter what. Like I, I, I can't really see it being diminished whether it's on this team or another team. Like no one's oh, going to agree. Like, Agreed. okay, cool. Now you just get 12 minutes, you know, and Memphis like teams, isn't are gonna just, be, teams are yeah. locking the, their wings up. They don't want to look Boston doesn't want to trade either their wings. You saw even Phoenix gave bridges money before they, they worked out the situation with Aiden teams like teams don't want to give up these wings. And I don't think Dylan Brooks is like necessarily at the level of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum and Mikhail Bridges, but I do feel like he's a legit professional NBA -er, and is he um, that far of bridges. Yeah. Bridges is younger and a much better defender. Like leaps and bounds. Yeah, but he he's not a, he can't score like he can't score Yet, like Brooks. I mean, yo, fair point. Like Brooks, and that, and I'll take I'll take Bridges over Brooks. Agreed, dude. I, I would take Brooks over. But I don't like think Williams. I'd take him over like other six over men, Lou Williams. Five and a half dudes. I'm just talking about like dudes that can like come off the bench and score no matter what. Because I don't Lou like Williams I don't know. Is old enough to be his father, Natty. I mean. Lou Williams is 33. Okay, let's, 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 let's and he's in Atlanta and like he cried when he had to leave the Clippers. But what I'm saying is that like Dylan Brooks is not a guy like if he's your two, then no, that's no. not good. But if he's your three or your two and a half, then I think I don't even think he's your three, honestly. Well, um, he's definitely not going to be the two on this team because that's three Jinja. Yeah. So. All right, enough on Bro- on uh, on Brooks, but yeah, I think he's for fantasy. Wait, said, wait he's up. under thirty percent rostered. Like he no, no, he was under like, fifty. He's at thirty five. He should definitely, like you said, he should be rostered in every twelve team league for sure. For yeah, sure, yeah. No, I think we agree on that. We, we definitely don't. This is uh, all right, and then I guess I'll give you my twenty percent. Um, my twenty percent. This is really just kind of a short term fill in, um, but you never know. 
You got a but, big uh, ass smile on your face. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? Jesus. I've never, I've never wanted this guy on any of my teams, but right now oh, wow. I, I think he is going to be okay. And I, he doesn't seem to have, be having a great night yet, but uh, <laughs> uh, Frank, the tank Kaminsky. Ah, come on. DeAndre Wisco, go Badgers. DeAndre Aiden right now, from what I, you know, what I last saw, uh, it looks like he's out and he doesn't, oh no, he's back tonight. Never mind. Oh, he's so playing. T- oh, I, I thought there was no time. I thought he was, that's was what a, it said. Yeah. yeah. Earlier tonight. So actually, uh, I'm not going to go with Frank, the tank Kaminsky because DeAndre Aiden is back. And if DeAndre Aiden is healthy, then uh, I think, you know, that, that Frank the Tank play goes out the window. Yo, I got to say, though, I kind of like Phoenix's – I mean, fuck Phoenix and their owner forever. But I kind of like their front court because it's, it's DeAndre, it's Frank, and then it's JaVale. And it's sort of like a Swiss Army knife kind yeah. of front court. You know, like I kind of – and, yo, Kaminsky, when he's been starting, has been good. Like he's, he's been good. So he's, been good. He's, he's kind of a handcuff. Um, not necessarily that you need a DeAndre Aiden handcuff, but uh, he, you know, he's. I think if if there anything happens with Aiden, he, I think he's the guy. So since I, I'm not going to talk about him though. Um, should I just go ahead and do my last one? Uh, well, I have a twenty percent. So you get your your last. Oh, okay. Year. Yeah. Do and your twenty. Do I have your a twenty percent, and then in under five. Okay. My 20% is Jay Sean Tate, who I absolutely fucking love. And I get to, again, remind everyone that the Houston Rockets are going to be playing the OKC Thunder, And it's Tate Stewart. What everybody's always getting. I see him always getting like upset about a foul call. Yeah. That's called on him. He seems like he's a fiery guy. Yes, dude. Was he 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 a top? Was he a top pick? I don't really remember what pick he was. I mean, he was probably undrafted. Like, he probably never played basketball until he chose to. And then, <laughs> like, yo, you're amazing. And you're basically our best defender. He's 12% rostered. He's a top 120 player so far this season. Uh, he only has three games this week, but he had been on fire before last night when he scored zero points. However, before that, he had been on a tear, averaging 16 and 8 with a steal per game. Um, He had 14 and 9 tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, sometimes he only gets you zero points, which is (laughs) brutal. (laughs) It's brutal. But I just like him a lot because he's another energy guy who also gets minutes and shots. And he's just... You know, like like Lou Dort, he's sort of earned his way into the rotation, you know, and it's like those guys, yeah. those dudes are like they're not bulldogs. They just turn into extremely solid NBAers because they're they the ones like have, PJ Tuckers. Dude, where the like you have to be ahead of the learning curve for those guys because you can't score at the same level and efficiency as the stars. So you have to bring it with energy and with smarts and defense. And I just love those guys. I mean, go Pistons, obviously, but like, I sort of feel like most teams need a blue collar dude, you know, especially on the perimeter. And Jay Sean's that guy for me. So he, uh, so I I think uh, it, it looks like he was, he was undrafted. 
uh, went to Ohio yeah. State. And, um, yeah, he's 26 years old in his second season. Um, I, I like Jay Sean. You know, he got significant minutes last year. He shot, ended up shooting 50% from the field, only 30% yeah. from three last year, but, you know, under three attempts a game. So he's not a big three-point shooter, um, shooting slightly worse this year. But, uh, you know, from the line, he's shooting 73%, which is encouraging. And, um, you know, he, he looks like he can rebound. And, um, you know, he's, he seems like he's, he's going to get minutes, you know? So, uh, I agree. I don't, I don't, I, I don't mean, have any problem with that pick. Rostered. Like that's a dude that you can just pick, like, you know, he's always going to get the minutes, you know, like he, even if he has a bad game. So like, that's a guy you can pick up and drop and not feel too bad about. And then you're excited when you do get to play him. Uh, all right. So I have a, an under five percent dude. Do you have an under five? Do you have another ad? I do. Yeah, I have okay, a five percent. Uh, so before I mention him, I just want to see what's his official percentage. I remember like how low zero point nine. Brandon's uh, th- going to be three three point seven three point. Okay. 7. All right. That's uh, yeah. down there. So we we just we just discussed this guy. Um, you know, fair amount earlier, and um, that's Nasir Little. Um, yeah. so yeah. was that your guy? No, no, no. I like. I oh, just okay. totally agree. He looks great. <laughs> okay, a double yeah. double, and like when they needed it, I loved it. Yeah. So Nas Little, um, he's interesting, right? So you know, it's you know, we these guys come out of college, and we're all excited about them. And then, you know, they have a down year and then we kind of, some people are excited about them and then they have two years where they don't do much. And then like everyone just kind of forgets about them, but like Nas Little was like a pretty big time prospect when he came out. He's six foot five, some maybe six, six, um, but he's got like a seven, two wingspan. Yeah. Um, I believe. And uh, you know, he's, he's interesting. He's not, um, you know, he's not really going to be a guy who's going to score a ton of points. Um, but I think that as he, you know, gets a little bit older, he's going to, his shot is going to continue to develop and he's going to be able to stretch the floor a little bit more. He's still shooting 35% or 34% right now on three attempts uh, per game. Um, but he's, you know, what's really encouraging for from him is, you know, he's only 21 years old and he's yeah. shot 80% and 82% from the free throw line the last two years. And like his shot was kind of the question coming out of college. You know, I love stocks. He's at, he's just under. So this week, this week you asked me how many guys were averaging 0.9 steals and 0.9 stocks uh, in blocks yep. um, per game. He falls into that category. He's nice. exactly at 0.9 and 0.9. Um, and, you know, we talked about Anthony Simons last week and Mm -hmm. definitely still like him, but he's going to be streaky. And when he's missing shots and, you know, Dame and CJ can, you know, they're, they're not really putting the ball in the basket, especially Dame right now, someone's got to get the rebounds. And it seems like little, he's like one of those old school players. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll go in and I'll get the rebound and I'll get a couple, you know, putbacks. Um, so I think little, you know, he's, he's earned minutes. He's still super young, 21 years old. Um, so, you know, 
not not I don't think he's going to ever be you know a great fantasy player but um I do think that his role is going to grow and if you're looking if you need someone you know in, in kind of a shallower league uh a deeper league um you know you're gonna you know he's a guy to take a look at I like him a lot I feel like he's the dude like the Blazers have Norm right now and if Nas has a good season they're gonna be like cool bye Norm Bye. Mm-hmm. See you later. Like this, uh, Mr. Little over here is the guy that we actually wanted and we just needed to give him another season of reps. Seven two wingspan. Right. And on a team where you have to cover up for CJ and someone Dave defensive yeah. deficiencies, like you have to have le- like having length really Someone's got to defend on that team. Totally. Um, also, I think we mentioned this last week, but it's like, he's another dude of CJ and Dame or adios at some time this season. Like, <laughs> it's Nas, just Anthony and Nas Little. Dude, and who knows? <laughs> who knows, man? <laughs> Fuck. Nurkic sticks around. But it's like, men. but Portland keeps going through this process of like, okay, we have our backcourt. We have an injured front court that we've given a bunch of money to, so we can't really change it. So now we have to change our wings. And well, they've, they've been they they've needed a three and D guy, dude, forever. It's like I mean, they're the team little. that should have gotten Aaron Gordon, but like they got you know Rob Bob Covington, who's who plays good team defense, but isn't a great on ball defender. So you know it's fifty and fifty, um, and his offense is really chailed off but like whatever i they're they're not a disappointing team so far the trailblazers it's just that cj and dame are obviously hurt you know yeah so who's your guy my under five percent dude is a guy that absolutely should not be under five percent rostered and i doubt that he will be for much longer that's talon horton tucker your Los Angeles Lakers, who is 3.3% rostered. He just came back from an injury to his finger. He played 27 minutes in his first game. He went 17-4-1. No big deal with a block, a steal. Uh, the Lakers play four games this week. They play the Bulls, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Pistons. I don't know if THT will start for all of those. Maybe he gets a game off, you know, like they don't want to play him too much early on, but uh, Taylor Horton Tucker was re-signed because the Lakers want to start him. They think he plays well next to the brow and next to the King. Um, I think optimally like he's. Do they? Or do they hope he plays well next to. I, I mean, they wouldn't have given him. They, I don't think they would have made the choices they made in the off season, getting rid of KCP um so and bit like the need perimeter defense so yeah. they think that Talon Horton Tucker was going to be able to replace a bunch of what KCP gave And him I think that. he will on the defensive end and you know I in our dynasty league I was really excited about THT last year I drafted him I do like THT and I think in a for counting stats I think he'll be really good while LeBron's out because you know yeah. he's going to step in and play those minutes. Um, 
I do also get a little bit of the Kyle Kuzma feel here where it's just like Laker guy being pushed down our throats a little bit that they sure. have this like young Lakers kid that, you know, he's just, you know, second round pick, I think. And, uh, you know, um, but I think he can defend and he's a freak athlete. And if you watch, if you watch those games, um, when you see him play, his arms are like almost his hands They're are like everywhere. touching the ground. Yeah, Like his arms crazy. are so long. Um, and, uh, He's got a ton of potential, but you know, I just, I just don't, I don't think that his jump shot will ever be like super consistent. Um, yeah. He shot twenty eight percent from three last year, so um, I wouldn't expect him to to be, you know, the answer there. I think you know the Lakers are hoping he is, but I think he will defend and I think he will put up points while LeBron's out. And, and I mean, he'll put up stats in general. He he can sure. he'll get assists, he'll get some rebounds, like you said, some stocks. He'll be a nice ad, and I agree. It's a great pickup. But it's like I, I do still sort of think like if I were Rob Palenka, the Lakers GM, like I think I would have rather have sent THT to D.C. rather than KCP. Because I'm just like I like Taylor Horton Tucker a lot, just like you do, but he's never going to be the shooter that Contavious Caldwell-Pope is. Yeah. And, you know – KCP's defense right now where he's a vet and knows what to do is arguably more valuable than Taylor Horton Tucker's length, but we'll see. I mean, like when he I was can, watching, he can play pseudo point guard. He, he, he just, he can facilitate a little bit. And if sure. you remember like two years ago, was it, or maybe three years ago, I don't remember, but like two summer leagues ago, maybe he just like was the guy, you know, there's always that guy coming out of summer league or preseason. And he was that guy. So he's got a ton of talent. He's like from Chicago. And, you know, there's always another kid coming out of Chicago. That's, that's amazing. That's, I still think that's the best city for basketball. It was just one game, but when him and AD are on the same side of the court on defense, it's just a forest, you know, like the hands stretch across the entire court. Like you just can't do anything with it. Yeah. And I'm In in a league full of long limbed, you know, guys, he, when you watch, you're just like, wow, that guy's arms are just look freakishly long. And like, I <laughs> don't like... really hate like him and Mello while LeBron's out, obviously. I don't really hate him and Mello starting because then it's like THT can take Mello's guy on defense and Mello can take the two guard. You know, it's like, yeah, play down on defense. So, I don't know. I uh, until LeBron comes back, and hopefully that's sooner than later. I kind of feel like THT and Mello will get a bunch of run. Also, because like it seems like everybody else on the Lakers is hurt, like all the time. And yeah, they can't figure it out. And uh, so anyone who comes in and you know plays decent, they're going to get minutes right now. Yeah. So I agree. This that Lakers team is just like. Dude, it's a mash unit. It's crazy. Yeah. And like if AD doesn't play, then it takes a miracle from Westbrook and Mello, which is just like what the Thunder used to have, whatever that was, three years ago. Like it's just the fucking OKC Thunder all over again when the Browse hits, whatever. All right. Uh, What is your challenge game for this? Oh, wait, did you have another dude? No, that that, those were my guys. Um, Okay. I did actually. I have one guy just I'll throw out sure, there. This is not. This is not a sleeper. Sixty-seven uh, percent owned 
Um, just a guy who I think could – I thought he was going to kind of break out a little bit more, and it's still super early, but that's Keldon Johnson on the Spurs, mm-hmm. uh, 67% owned. His scoring yeah. is starting to uptick a little bit lately. Um, I was hoping to see him coming off of the Olympic team and kind of get that Olympic boost. Um, haven't quite seen that yet, but he shows flashes, and um, he's a guy I'm keeping my eye on um, as a guy to maybe take that take that leap and, and that next step and kind of become um, more of a consistent consistent like lead lead player. You know what the Spurs love to do? They love to take three years with a dude and develop his shot. And then yeah. if after those three years it doesn't work, then all right, man, we get like we gave you everything we could. Like we we tried to make you, we tried to optimize you. Like and sometimes it's not even with the shot. Sometimes it's just with distributing the ball and court vision, like with the chosen la- like the past two years. Like they turned him into a distributor. So I believe in the development of the Spurs. I love Kelton Johnson a lot. Like that's a dude. He's got the pedigree, right? I mean, yeah. he, he was a big time with the Oak Hill Academy in high school. Then he went to Kentucky. So he was, you know, he's got as, as many accolades as like any of these guys. He was a 29th pick. Um, but I think that was just more a product of like, he was another guy that went to Kentucky and they're just, you know, they're just loaded. So he might've got lost in the shuffle a little bit. And but, he's also you know, like not the most exciting player to watch, which is like yeah. very Spursy. It's totally Spursy, but you know, like he's not like extremely charismatic from what I've seen. <laughs> yeah, no, agreed. But he's not. He's look. He's shooting thirty four percent from three right now. Um, Sixteen points, six and a half rebounds, two assists, one point two steals. Um, like I said, shooting 34% from deep, 45% from the field. So, you know, he's a guy, like I said, I don't, I don't know that he's going to ever be a guy that's rostered in 90% of leagues. Um, but, you know, at 67%, maybe he could keep boost that up to like 75, 80, if he kind of goes on a little bit of a scoring run over the next week or two. I mean, if you put a gun to my head and said, take the next five years of this player's career, Derek White, or Kel- like I'd take Keldon. Yeah, I think he's got to take Keldon, right? I mean, yeah. uh, and Kel- Keldon's 22, so he just turned 22. Yeah, it's the Spurs have a bunch of young players I believe in, and I believe in their talent, and I believe in the Spurs' development. But, um, like even Drew Eubanks has been doing well, yeah, yeah, you and know, Keldon, like no, if he's no one watches he's part of games. No one fucking he's knows. part of Team USA, Team USA right now. So he's, yeah. uh, you know, I guess he gets that development too, right? So I don't know. He's a guy that I, I like. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but he's a guy that I'm keeping a close eye on. I, I like it. I like him. All right, what is your game that you are challenging me to watch this coming week? Uh, challenge game. So. I, let me just double check, but I believe it is Thursday night. Okay. This upcoming Thursday. Just double check. Yep. Okay. So Thursday, seven thirty Eastern. Warriors at Cavaliers. Oh shit! All right. Okay. Uh, fucking. Cold. So 
But that's a good game. That's a fun game. All right, I'll watch that. So game. I, I'd argue that both of these teams are exceeding expectations. Oh yeah. Um, you know, the Warriors probably were, you know, by a lesser margin than than the Cavaliers. Obviously, um, Evan Mobley is he the front runner right now for for Rookie of the Year? I'd say it's no, him Kate and is Barnes. Obviously. No, it's 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 Cade's to lose, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, Mobley looks like he's in his fifth year, and he's like going for a super max contract. Like he just looks amazing. All, all the writers are just going like they're just, they're so excited over over him. And dude, and, and, I am and getting well. Rubio instead of Colin Sexton on the court is, I think, going to be just amazing for him. Rubio, a guy we talked about, I think, what three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And, it's, you know, like it sort of seems to work with Rubio, Garland, and Mobley. It really and, and Jared Allen, excuse me. And Jared, Jared Allen, Allen, yeah. Does. I mean, Jared Allen is he, and it's, so I, and so Jer, and oh. Jared Allen now. You so you being in Brooklyn, me being you know in the in the area. We we saw Jared Allen when he first came out, and he looked like the gir- the baby giraffe. And right. he's pretty jacked now. Like he's he he's a, into he is a really man. Yeah, yes, he he's he's a beast out there. Like you look at him now compared to other guys, you're like, oh no, this dude's this dude's strong. Like, uh, yeah. so so um, yeah. No, I I um I like this matchup. I think it'll be fun. It'll also be interesting to see kind of teams that play almost in the exact opposite way go against each other, whereas sure. you have the Cavs going with this three big man lineup, um, even though even though I, I believe marketing's hurt right now, but they're still playing with uh what's the kid's name? Wade, um, who's also like six ten. And um Yeah, they, they bet on big. They really <clears throat> Yeah, did. and so and they're going six ten and above on small ball. Yeah, like, so that'll be interesting too. Like if Jarrett Allen and Mobley dominate the interior and end up beating the dubs, everyone's gonna pay attention to that. Yeah, like, that could be that could be a big that, that could be big for roster construction. Because one and, of the other you things know, about Mobley is there's almost nobody on another team like KD can guard him. Like if you're fucking seven foot tall. But it, you know, like Mobley's so tall he can shoot over people and he can defend. There are very few of those dudes out there. Mm-hmm. And you can shoot over Dre. Who's going to go? Kevin Looney's going to fucking defend him, really? Yeah, there's way. That's the one thing with the Warriors is they're just, there's too much of, of that right now. But, you know, that's why they have, they have Wiseman, I guess, at some point coming. To, but, you know, we'll see if, what he does. Wait, so let me put you on the spot. Who do you think wins that game? Is it in Cleveland or in Oakland? Oh, you're not in Oakland anymore. In San Francisco. It's in Cleveland. Uh-oh. I, I'm going to go with the Warriors, um, but I think it's going to be fun. I Mark it on your calendars, folks. Yeah, what, Dave? It's that's on Thursday? Call a babysitter. Right. It's going to be a wild one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you have plans? You better ask your asshole because I don't give a shit. You yeah, have to watch worry. that game. And you better not even have plans for Friday because it's going to be so crazy. I no, like uh, that's a I, game where 
I, I think Warriors. What about you? Like, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like how, you know, like Wiggins sort of maybe has a good game, you know, like the, they don't, unless they put Mobley on him, but I don't know if they want to do that. Like that does sort of seem to be the, like is a Coro back. I mean, I, there are ways you can obviously hurt the Cavs, but mm-hmm. there, this is going to be size versus speed, maybe like a different styles. Yep. Um, I like, and I hate saying this, I like so many of the people on the Cavs. Like, I love Jared Allen. I just absolutely love Jared Allen. Uh, and now I have to love Mobley, which sucks. I've always loved Rubio. Um, it's funny Harley to think, too. I mean, imagine if the Nets had, you know, somehow kept Jared Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a dude that... That's can... who they could have used. But he looks great. Uh, like, I'm so happy that Mobley and Allen works. It would have sucked if they had had to choose. And it seems like this is actually, they're they're playing well with each other. So I don't know, that's a great game. I, that might be the best challenge game we've had so far. These are two, like, teams. I mean, it looks like the Cavs will make the playoffs. Like, they're Still not. Still really early. Still really totally. early, but. And, you know, Garland's got to stay healthy. Um, I do think that the Jared Allen, Evan Mobley thing, though, like that, that works, right? Like that's not a fluke. I think that's not a, that's not like a trend. Like that's for real, right? So I feel like they, um, like they play defense to me, like they've been playing on the same team for like a couple of years. Yeah, so I, I do think that they, they have a really good shot at the playoffs. Um, but, uh, you know, will will those guards kind of take that step too, right? It's not just about Mobley and Allen. So, Garland um, looked good. Garland, I like Garland. It's for me, with Garland, um, just consistency and, like, health, right? So, um, and then Sexton... <laughs> I mean, he's out for yeah. the year. It just sucks. Like, and I don't think that he got extended, or maybe he turned it down or something. He might have turned it down, which is like he'll still get paid, but that's that's terrible. That that's really brutal. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, I mean, have you seen any Moses Moody, any James Wiseman, any of these like super young dudes on the dubs? And it's like, nope. You don't need to. We have Jordan Poole. We have Otto Porter Jr. Andre Iguodala's back on this team. Like, we're, yeah. I do feel a little bit bad for the young guys because I just don't know, like, if the Warriors are even serious about their role on the team. Because well, that was always the question. Yeah, and that was also why it's like oh, Kaminga too, right? Yeah, Kaminga. Well, that's the thing. It's like not only are you you got you have like a ton of young guys you're not even playing, but then you went out and got like two more in this draft. Like yeah. you didn't just get one; you got two. Right. So uh, I thought they should have packaged those picks and, and got one guy, but you know, I guess and maybe Steph's, they still will. I mean, Steph's playing like MVP yeah. and MVP, and but that's a good like game. What like what what role? Honestly, I you know I I think Kaminga has a ton of upside, but like realistically like what are the odds that he has a real role on this team in the next two years i mean they're basically nil unless you're getting rid of one of your three dudes 
and yeah, they're not going to do that. So, yeah, so, I mean, they're they're assets, and if they can get any kind of experience from playing with Steph, Clay, and Dre, that's a good thing. You know, it seems like everybody is better when they leave that team just because they mm-hmm. got to play with those three dudes. Um, so, you know, in the long run, maybe this is great for those young guys, but uh, in the short term, like if you're Kaminga or Moses Moody, you'd rather be on like the Pelicans, you know, or the fucking magic. Like you'd rather be anywhere else, but here, cause they don't need you. Yeah. Seriously. So I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the challenge game. Like that's yeah. the game. Circle it in red. I I'm excited about that one. That's going to be good. Yeah. All right, buddy. We'll be texting. And we will see y'all next week, either on Monday or Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of the week and be well, everyone.